Welcome to the We Won't Die Wandering podcast. My name is Ryan James. Each episode, I'll be continuing my quest to explore and unpack why so many of us break down in midlife and consider it such a crisis, and how to find and fulfill renewed purpose and meaning in the second half of our lives. Sometimes I'll go it alone and share my own reflections, and others I'll invite guests along to get seriously curious about everything from life, love, business, and beyond. Wake up. Don't die wondering. You've got this. We've got this. Let's do this. Hello. So this is Ryan James again, and this is episode five of the We Won't Die Wondering podcast. And can I just say now <laughs> how much I'm absolutely loving making these podcasts and putting myself out there and having you all listen in. Um, it's quite a privilege um, to know that people are taking the time out to want to listen to what I've got to say. <laughs> Honestly, you have no idea what that's like. I imagine it would be like an artist painting something and then having other people go in the gallery, look at their artwork and just kind of delight in it or buy it. Or well, they were saying that actually was said in episode four with Phil. Um, when I guess when anybody does something from the heart, whatever it is, whether it's they're running a marketing agency or... They're creating some art or they're uh, making their garden or whatever it may be, to be able to sit back and other people appreciate what it is you're doing. Um, There's honestly, there's few things in the world that are more satisfying. Um, When somebody else says to me that they want to join my Facebook group because they find me an inspiration, it's amazing. Because all I'm say all I'm daring to do, I do appreciate that it's quite a lot, but I'm daring to just show up as I am <clears throat> and to follow my heart, which actually isn't a very difficult thing to do right now. Once 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 I now when I get into the swing of it and I just allow myself to do more of it, it just becomes quite an effortless thing to do. Like I'm just jumping on the microphone now because I just think. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do it. Um, and so if other people are finding it inspirational that I'm doing that, then my encouragement to you is just feel into the thing that you feel like you want to do and allow yourself to do it. Like if I do anything for my clients that I coach, I guess it's just the freedom to be themselves and give them, giving them the permission to play. like. I challenge people's beliefs that they should be doing certain things and we just wade in and we just have some fun. Um, and from that place, then stuff just flows and it just becomes a lot easier. Um, and so I, I yeah, I'm already waffling. <laughs> it's already three minutes in. Uh, and I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's just to say, Thank you uh, for listening in. And I will encourage you as well. Um, as this, If you've not done so already and you're listening in, I'd love to know how this stuff is landing with you and what it is that's landing with you 
and what it is that's speaking to you and what ideas you're wrestling with or inspired by or if it's just the very notion that I'm doing it at all and or kind of what stuff's coming up in some of the episodes you're listening to, including this one I'm about to share with you. Um, actually having that feedback is great. Not so much in terms of what I could be doing better, because actually at the moment I'm just playing. I, I know sometimes some people are speaking quite too quietly or sometimes it's too long or I should get I should figure out how to do editing so I can top and tail the podcast a bit better and whatever else it may be. But that's okay. I'm, I, you know, as and when I need to learn how to improve it, I will. Um, but I just mean in terms of the content itself. Um, and I'd love to know where you're at. And I'd love you to join, if you've not done so already, join my Facebook group. Um, just look up We Won't Die Wandering Facebook group um, and request to join. I'd love you to be in there. And if you're already in there, I'd love you to contribute. Um, I really do want to create a sense of a life club, a sense of we're in this together. We're in, we can kind of do stuff. We can help each other. We can empower each other. Um, quite aside from me picking up coaching clients, it's, I don't see it as a funnel at all. If anything, um, I wish this to be something that people are inspired by and go do stuff and we inspire each other, whether whether I happen to coach them or otherwise, that's kind of not the point. So anyway, I just thought I'd get that out in the first bit. Um, as for today, I thought I'd actually explore and unpack an idea, um, not so much a ramble this, but an idea that I want to share with you all. Um, that helped me enormously when I picked it up about 10 years ago. And it just proves to be more and more helpful virtually every day that I do, that I, I'm alive. <laughs> I was about to say that I do what I do as a coach, but actually it helps me in all my relationships and all my interactions. And it's helped me to recognize my codependency, which if you don't know what, what that is, or you do know what that is and haven't heard this concept, it'll be illuminating for you. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's liberated me. Um, and it's changed my perception on how I see other people too. And it's the drama triangle. <clears throat> so if you can imagine a, a triangle, it's quite simple enough, three points. Um, and the three points on the triangle are victim, rescuer, persecutor. Uh, and those three points basically make up, that they're all dependent on each other to exist and they kind of make up the dynamic that is codependency and we are all born into it there's no getting away from the fact that actually when we are born as humans we are completely and utterly dependent on our caregivers on our parents on whoever else may be uh responsible for uh our parenting, for want of a better word, but not necessarily our parents, you know, sort of teachers at school, society, so on and so forth. Um, we need people to love us. We need them to clothe us. We need them to feed us. We need them to teach us to walk, to learn. And obviously, whoever our primary caregivers are, their responsibility is to teach us how to be functioning, healthy, independent, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially independent human beings. That is the responsibility a parent takes on when they bring a child into the world. Whether or not they realize that's the responsibility, I can appreciate all the challenges that come with that. Um, 
but effectively we are as humans we are born into that codependency we are effectively victims of our circumstance in the sense of some people might argue we choose to come into this world but at a basic level we we are born into a a situation in which we need to be rescued we need other people to help us um and we are helpless hapless and hopeless in many ways and we can't do anything we can't even speak we got other people have got to try and interpret what we say when we're crying um when we we look disgruntled we don't know they don't know it's all just you know parents can only do i think parenting is the hardest job in the world and i'm not a parent i look at other people who are parents including my own parents and think fuck man <laughs> that's a hard job and then you have a job on top of that yeah i i don't know how you do it but anyway um parents do the best they can do but they are bound to mess it's almost a prerequisite you're gonna fuck up your kids in some degree because your kids can't communicate and you've still got all of your stuff too and so as a dynamic between you all you're just bumbling along doing the best you can do um and everyone does deserve a medal that is a parent um but so my back to, my, back to the drama triangle. As a child, you are a victim. Um, but the problem occurs when, as you grow, it is the responsibility of other people to make you independent. But of course, we fall into this trap of it is quite nice being rescued. <laughs> um, and school, for instance, doesn't teach us how to be independent thinkers we are actually taught our creativity is taught out of us our sense of independence is taught out of us we are taught very much we're hammered into us that if we are a certain way and we have a certain job and we live a certain life then we'll be happy and we kind of buy into that and we buy into our parents beliefs we buy into the beliefs of society um and by and large we're kind of we don't realize we're victims, but we are. Um, and we, unless we are successfully um, brought up to think for ourselves, we, we, we will naturally fall back into a sense of victimhood. We will believe that life is happening to us and we will not realize the, the power we actually have to make our own decisions. And of course, then those people that, uh, are parenting us will often fall into a sense of rescuing but also it can often happen in childhood where it flips where actually our parents inadvertently play victim and we then kind of take validation from rescuing them or they might play persecutor and get angry at us uh, and we start adapting ourselves to to kind of help them in some particular way and so we go around the triangle and so actually all roles in the triangle um, are dependent on each other and need each other to survive. Um, and so if, as we get older, the problem occurs when we get older. Um, we, we end up caught in this loop where we believe that we are still helpless, hapless, and hopeless. Um, and we don't realize we have the power to step out of it. And of course... There is benefit from playing victim. We get to stay small. We get to not take risk. We get to not step out of the dynamic that we're born into. Um, 
I think one of the challenges comes in terms of growing up, and I mean this also probably one of the contributing factors of kind of like breaking down in midlife, is we've got to step out of this triangle. We've got to um, step out of what effectively is the tribe, the herd that we've been born into. Um, and we, it, it can be a really scary thing if you think about it, like, when you kind of say, no, I'm not going to play this role anymore. I'm going to step out. The dance that you're in with other people then changes. You're forcing other people to change their own dance and they might not like it. Um, and then that kind of makes us feel isolated. And unless we kind of step into this new role of kind of independence and consciously choose who those people are going to be that we choose to be in relationship with, with rather than those people that we are kind of almost um, made to be in relationship with, um, until we, when we step out and choose, it then changes the dynamic for those people that we were in relationship with. And so it, it can be a scary thing and, and people will kind of be annoyed more often than not that we're stepping out of that dynamic because it changes their circumstance too. Um, and it's, I think it's one of the biggest challenges. I think it's one of the biggest contributing factors to why we break down because we start to realize that actually the dynamic that we're in in the drama triangle, the, the kind of belief systems that people have given us, the kind of operating system that we're running on, we re get to a point where we realize it's not actually ours and it's not really serving us anymore. Um, and we start to kind of, we break down in opposition to it, but we're believing that we must, we are only something if... If we are not these beliefs that we've been bought into, then what are we? And we start to recognize our own beliefs. And so really all that's happening is mental constructs are breaking down. And we're, we're then left to kind of like figure out, well, then who are we and what are we? But we're doing so on the, we then suddenly, as an expression I call it, we get kicked off the bus which is an entirely different podcast altogether. But we kind of then step into this place where we're no longer in the dynamic that we were and the people that gave us the belief systems we've got or play along with the belief systems we've got in our friends who've also got the same old belief systems, they, they end up kind of, you end up as an outsider and, and it can look, it can be scary as hell. They can be kind of judgmental of you for stepping out. You can be kind of in this place where you're looking for new friends and collaborators. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's the kind of one of the big challenges. So come back to the drama triangle. We're all, every single one of us, a start in that position of victimhood. And it's for us to kind of then break out of the triangle. But of course, we then end up, when we're staying in that triangle, we are quite a lot of us will then if we stay victimized for too long, we feel disempowered, we'll get angry. And then, so therefore we become the persecutor. When we get angry, we feel our life force is stifled. When we feel like we feel frustrated, our circumstance, we cut, get cut up on the road for argument's sake. And how dare you do X, Y, and Z to me? We then become the persecutor and we then end up kind of like making somebody else victim. And that's where kind of conflicts obviously happen. Um, and the and the persecutor takes power and and value from um, power, basically exerting control over other people. 
So often people who play aggressive or passive aggressive are often playing that kind of persecutor role. Um, it's kind of like digging their feet, uh, feet in the ground in a workplace scenario. It's kind of like, oh, why is it always left to me to do this? Um, and kind of getting angry at other people. So and we all, again, <laughs> no, whilst we all start to the victim role, and some of us will all, all of us at some point will then drop into persecutor role and make other people victim. Um, so you can't get away from that fact. We bait, we play both those roles and then equally so the rescuer role. And I'll be honest, probably my biggest weakness is or was, um, playing the rescuer role. Um, and the rescuer takes validation from helping everybody else in the analogy of putting the oxygen mask on other people first, before you put it on, put it on yourself first, before you put it on other people, they'll do it the other way around. They'll literally believe that everything will be okay once everyone else is sorted and then they'll help themselves. And they take validation from this ability to help other people and make everything okay. Only they exhaust themselves in the process of doing so. And so actually, it's whilst they might think it is a, a kind of real kind of look at me, I'm being brilliantly selfless. Actually, there's real value in being selfish and being able to put your own oxygen mask on first and then being able to help others. Because actually, as being on the recipient, receiving end of somebody that might rescue me to the point of their own exhaustion, it, it just infuriates me. It makes me angry. It doesn't make me feel better for it. And more often than not, a rescuer won't actually uh, be in them rescuing somebody else, won't actually be in the best interest of, of that other person. They are actually victimizing them without them realizing. And so actually the victim, if they're not looking to be rescued, will actually be infuriated by it and frustrated by it and will probably switch into the persecutor role. And so the dance goes on and so the dance goes on and so the dance goes on. And we might look at that on a micro level and say, well, actually that happens in, you can pretty much spot it in every single dynamic where you find yourself getting angry or fucked off or whatever, you're playing the game. And so therefore it's a case of which one of these roles am I playing? And ultimately, if you're playing the game at all, you're actually playing the, the victim role. You, you, are, you are complicit in that circumstance and it's your responsibility to change it as soon as you spot it. But it also happens at a macro level too. Countries are doing it. Governments are doing it. Our school system's doing it. The news is just drama. There's always drama on the BBC. Drama sells. Newspapers thrive on this shit. Like if you find yourself caught up in social media about complaining about it, you're playing the drama, you're complicit in it and you're not recognizing you have the power to step out of it, which I think once you clock that is such a powerful concept. And so the question is, how do you step out of it and what does the answer look like? Um, the most powerful antidote to it that I've come across is called the empowerment dynamic. When there's actually a book by David Emerald on it. And the empowerment dynamic is another triangle, and the three points in it are the creator, the coach, and the challenger, which I sometimes uh, switch up and call the companion. And so <clears throat> in this dynamic, I start with the creator. The creator is the polar opposite of a, of a victim. The creator is very much, rather than seeing life happening to them, they're seeing it as life happening for them. Every circumstance is an opportunity to actually 
uh, help themselves, that they are empowered by what's going on rather than victimized by what's going on or disempowered by what's going on. Um, and the creator will see it as whilst everything in my life circumstance is my responsibility, I'm not necessarily, I didn't necessarily create it, but it is my responsibility in terms of how I respond. With that comes great responsibility, but actually rather than responsibility being like a heavy weight around your neck and kind of going, oh, what do I do with it? It's actually more like a great opportunity. It's almost come back to that permission to play thing. It's like, well, hell, <laughs> if this is all my responsibility, I get to drive the car how I want to. If I'm not on that bus and I'm driving my own car, well, then I don't have to keep going around the M25. I can drive down the little road. In fact, I can get out of the car and walk it. <laughs> in fact, I don't even have to walk. I can just sit down in the field and enjoy the sunshine. And in fact, I just don't, I just get to not play the drama at all. I just get not to feed into the system. I get to make my own choices. And from that place, you can do anything. <laughs> like maybe life isn't difficult. Maybe it's really easy. Maybe from that sense of creator, it's like maybe to survive and thrive and whatever in this life of mine i can do what i want i could move where i want i mean i appreciate that we have life circumstance we have kids we have certain responsibilities but within that we still have freedom to make choices we still have kind of like in the life circumstance we find ourselves what's the opportunity here you like covid's happened and we find ourselves in lockdown and i know it's a bit of a cliche to say it but like okay now what <laughs> like like now we get i wouldn't have done this podcast i don't think if covid hadn't happened i'm now doing sessions online i'm now kind of I, you end up uh, there's various different things i've been doing but different circumstances different businesses of mine one of my clients he's now completely switched up his business model and all his employees are working from home and actual fact, it gives them liberation that they don't actually have to live where he lives and they could be anywhere in the world. And so we've now got these kind of like opportunities available to us and it becomes a playground. And but on that equal kind of dynamic, the other roles or the other thing to remember is that not only are you a creator, but that actually if you see it as everybody as a creator, it's liberating nobody's actually dependent on you okay your kids are but if you can make all of them see that they are equally so creatives and they can make their own decisions and think for themselves then actually it liberates us from this sense of i have to do certain things because other people can't cope actual fact they can actual fact we can do it in such a way that maybe the only point in life is to grow and to learn and to explore stuff and for everyone to learn and grow and explore stuff, like people kind of get into this thing of, yeah, but I have to do things for other people because otherwise they'll make mistakes. Well, maybe they want to make mistakes. <laughs> maybe they want the life experience. Maybe like me making this podcast, I don't want you to tell me how to do it better. Maybe I want to make all my own mistakes and play with it and have the experience of getting it wrong and going, ah, oh, I could do this. Because I tell you what, there's few things more satisfying than figuring something out for yourself and going, I did that. <laughs> like coming through depression and kind of like 
realizing you've actually got your own resilience and your own ability to do stuff is fucking brilliant. And so actually we have an opportunity to see everyone as a creator. And that, if I, the other dynamic, I said the other two points are coach and challenger. In the role of coach, quite aside from being a professional coach, you don't have to be trained such as I am, we actually get to help everybody to help themselves. A parent, if they took on the role of being a coach, if a teacher took on the role of being a coach, in fact, I'm amazed they don't teach people how to coach in school. Like if we all learn to listen to each other properly and we all learn to help each other understand what's really going on for each other and help each other reflect on what it is they're learning and helped other people join up the dots, not because we thought they weren't able to do it and rescued them, but instead actually coached them to be able to help themselves. Fuck, I'm telling you now, we'd have so much more fun. So the coach role is seeing everybody else as perfectly creative, natural, and whole, and being able to help them to help themselves. And so if you if you hold on to that idea that when when someone comes to you and asks you for help, it's like, Try and get them to answer their own question. And even if they don't, and you've got to give them an idea, give them an idea, but let go of the need to be right. So it's just a suggestion. And if they kind of go, oh, no, I don't like that idea. It's like, great, what are you learning now? <laughs> you're learning that they don't like red, they like pink. Okay, then you're a pink kind of person today, maybe. And so, again, it becomes liberating. And then the third role is the role of challenger or as I often tend to call it, companion. And the challenger role isn't kind of a persecutor, kind of like pushing someone, proving that they're wrong. A challenger is almost like if you see someone as the best, a perfectly naturally creative, resourceful and whole person, then a challenger is there to kind of inspire that other person. So I often do it in coaching when someone says, I'll say, okay, so what do you fancy doing as homework? What do you fancy doing now? And they'll give me an idea. And I'll then listen to it and kind of go, okay, can I make a counter offer like playing poker? I see your 10 and I raise you by a hundred. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, have you thought about this? <laughs> um, and it's not to try and prove myself right. It's just to try and see if the other person kind of, because quite often we do need that challenge and we do need to be inspired. And the way to look at a challenger, if, 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 you, if you're in that victimhood role and someone's persecuting you, the way to switch out of it is to recognize that the person that you're in conversation with that's persecuting you isn't a persecutor, but is actually a challenger, is there to help inspire you grow, that actually every situation you find yourself in is actually something whereby you can say, what is this person here to teach me? How is this person here to help me grow? What is it I need to learn from the situation to empower myself to make a different choice than the choice that I might otherwise always make. And in that way, that's where the role of challenger is rightfully called challenger. But that's where I would call it a companion because it kind of softens it. It's like, okay, how could, how could I see everyone as an equal and, and that everybody is just trying to get along in this world and that if they're persecuting me, they're just probably scared or afraid or um, frustrated or angry. 
not being able to help themselves in some particular way. And in that way, they're a companion. So therefore, how can I step out of that dynamic and see them as naturally creative, resourceful, and whole? And in that sense, help themselves. And by me stepping out of that dynamic, they get to choose a different choice. And there goes (laughs) the power of the drama triangle and the empowerment dynamic by response. And that is codependency uh the drama triangle is very much codependency and stepping out of it is interdependency you see we are social beings by nature and we do need each other at a basic level but we don't necessarily need to need each other in a dependent sense we can need each other in a sense of empowering one another and inspiring one another and that's what I'm hoping to do with this podcast and We Won't Die Wandering, Life Club, etc. is I don't see myself as the guru. I just see someone who's playing with this shit <laughs> with, with different ideas in life and going, trying it on and kind of going, oh, does this work? What does that work? How does that work for me? And I, I encourage other people, if I fall into victimhood or, or, or persecution or rescuing, to point it out to me and help me to help myself and to do things that inspire me themselves. And in this way, I just think this concept is just so illuminating and powerful. Um, And I'm seeing that the time is coming up to 30 minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up there. But I really encourage you to consider, if ever you're feeling disempowered or angry, how are you contributing to playing or continuing the drama? What role are you playing, and how can you break out of it? What's the power, empowering choice to make right now? Um, I'll leave you with that thought right now. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, what's landed for you. And I shall be back again soon, whether with a guest or by myself. Um, and thank you for listening. Go well. If you've enjoyed this episode of the We Won't Die Wandering podcast, and want to find out more about all that I advocate and are interested in the life club I'm trying to build and all the coaching I provide, then visit wewontdowandering.com and explore all that I offer and events I'll be running and sign yourself up for news and insights delivered fresh into your inbox as they happen, including news of new podcast episodes as they get recorded and released. Wake up. Don't die wondering. You've got this. We've got this. Let's do this. Thank you for listening. Till next time, go well.